0: Good morning, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Prescriptions for Healing Conflict. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer. Your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's the author of several books including Negotiations, Breakthroughs, and Fighting for Love. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel and she privately mediates business, employment, divorce, and other civil cases in her private practice in Laguna Niguel, California. Marie's is a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. She teaches leadership and conflict management courses at Brandman University and here at UCI. She also trains corporate leaders' powerful communication and conflict transformation skills. To learn more about this show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Samari, who's your guest today?
1: Well, we have a great guest with us today. He's been on our show before, and I've had the pleasure of being in a workshop with him. His name is Joe Nunziata, and he is a terrific author and presenter. He, uh, he wrote this book that I've just been reading called Spiritual Selling, How to Use the Attractor Sales System to Create Abundance in Your Business. Let me tell you, if you didn't get to hear him last time when we talked about his book, Karma Buster, um, let me tell you a little bit about him now and you can go back and listen to the podcast. Joe Nunciata is a best-selling author, professional speaker, spiritual teacher, and a life and business coach. His his newest book that we were talking about last time, Karma Buster, was featured in the 2012 Academy Awards and Emmy Awards gift bags. And he's been delivering his life-changing messages at events and seminars back since 1992. And he is really wonderful. I sat in on a program that he did just recently, and he had all of us really involved with his powerful internal energy. He's appeared on many television and radio shows, including... Good Day New York and Street Talk on Fox TV, Cable Vision's News 12, GM TV, Better TV, the Braveheart Network, and various radio stations across the country, including ours. And his other books include as we're going to talk about the spiritual selling and finding your purpose and no more 9 to 5. And so you may be thinking, well, how does how does that relate to conflict healing? Well, if we're doing well with our business, if we're feeling good about our business, if, if we're using our spirit when we're selling, we're doing ethical selling, and we're giving and receiving, then there's less inner conflict, and obviously there'll be less outer conflict. So I thought this would be a great opportunity to talk about spiritual selling because even if we're in a business of for example me being a lawyer even though i don't think of being myself as a salesman or a saleswoman um when people call me to ask me about my services i guess i am a saleswoman even though i don't feel like one so we are all selling ourselves and selling things that we do so we're going to talk now and we're just so thrilled joe that you're joining us thank you
2: thank you marie thank you so much for having me Uh, my pleasure
1: so tell us about why you wrote this book, Spiritual Selling.
2: You know, I started, I'm from New York originally, and, and I started selling, I, it was actually my first real job. I had driven trucks and done some work at a high school and then bartended and did a couple of different things, ended up getting a job in sales. And the first job I had, we, you know, you go in, and I didn't know anything, and you went in and got trained and started selling. And most of the focus when I started was just about make the sale, close the deal, and get the commission. Little by little, as I started to learn more about what was going on and myself and understanding what I was selling and the products and the company, I started to come up with questions or issues that I had. And I would say, well, to my sales manager, I had a problem with something or a client is complaining or this is not working out. And And I noticed a lot of times they would say things to me like, that's not your concern.
0: Just go sell it and don't worry about it. But I said, well, I'm giving people my word and I'm saying something to them that, that they're trusting
2: me, and it's important for me. And I noticed, though, that other salespeople did not have that concern. They didn't care. They just wanted to make sales and get paid. And it was, and I realized early on, not knowing that I would write a book called Spiritual Selling, but I realized, wow, my, my way of selling seems to be different. And over time, and as I evolved as a salesperson and as a business person. I realized that there were different ways to sell, and, and this was one of them. And that's kind of what prompted me to write the book.
1: Yeah, and you were saying, you know, people think about what they're doing differently. You were thinking about, you know, pleasing customers, being customer service oriented, and some of the people around you weren't. They were thinking about just getting the commission or whatever it is. So how much of my success is really going to be determined by my attitude, by my belief system?
2: Yeah, I believe it's really all of your success is tied to your belief system and your energy. Whatever you believe is true regardless of what that is. And I think a lot of people look at it and they say, well, how come I see a guy who only cares about money and he just goes out there and he doesn't care about anybody, but he only cares about making money, he's successful. I said, well, that's because that's what he focuses on and he's only focused on making money. It doesn't mean that he won't, that he may have other issues and problems, but really your belief system becomes critically important to your ability to be successful in anything that you do in life, and that's something we have to be paying attention to.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of people think, and I know you talked about that in the workshop that you did that I went to. You talk about a lot of people think you have to work hard. And, and you were saying that like when you were a kid. Your family said you have to work hard. You have to work hard to make money. And you have to, you know, you have to struggle <laughs> to make it and be successful. So let's talk about that. Is, is, is that true, or what is it?
2: Well, once again, we go back to a belief system. And what ended up happening for people is you watch your parents struggle will work really hard for money. And that becomes what you believe to be true. And then people keep telling you this over and over again. Oh, it's very difficult. You have to work hard. You have to put a lot of time and effort in. And therefore, that becomes your belief system. And unfortunately for most people, their belief system is, I'm going to work hard just to make enough to get by. They don't even think that I'm going to work hard and be successful. Their belief system has become, I will work really hard, but this will just, this will be, I'll work hard and I'll have just enough to kind of get by and pay my bills.
1: Hasn't that got a lot to do with, you know, our, our, like you said, our belief system like guilt or fear or whatever? Doesn't that hold us back?
2: Yeah, because everybody has, again, these beliefs about working. They have attachments and feelings about money. All these different issues and emotional connections that we've made create, some kind of a problem for us at some point. So if I have a negative association to work, companies, money, I have people all the time who say, you know, have a very negative association with money, I feel like people who have money are corrupt. I had a client recently say that to me. So now their belief system is, if I have money, I will be corrupt, right. and, and that stops them from getting it because their inner self is saying, well, then you don't want money because you don't want to be corrupt. So there's all these different little things happening within us that we want to identify so we can move
1: Right. So there are times when things for me, I know even in my business and in my friend's business, there's times that like everything falls into place, right? New clients are calling, all sorts of exciting opportunities are coming, and then there are times when everything seems to be such a challenge. So what is what is that all about?
2: Well, basically, in the world of energy, we're either flowing or we're not. It's very simple because the energy is a very basic thing. It's either you're, you're in a state of acceptance and flow or you're in a state of resistance and negativity. When things are going well, generally speaking, people are in a very good state of flow. They're not thinking too much. Things are just kind of happening. They're going with, with the flow and they're allowing things to come in. Allowing is a very important pr- principle here because we want to allow ourselves to receive. When things aren't going well, generally people are stressed People are feeling nervous. People are feeling fearful. And they're allowing that feeling to go out into the marketplace. And as a result, what a lot of people do is they keep trying to work harder, but they don't realize that they're in this state of distress, which is sending negative energy out, which is why they're not, regardless of how hard they work, they're not seeing any results. This is, so this is what they don't understand. It. They say, I don't understand. I'm working so hard. Yeah. If that's, not, that's not what this is about. This is not about you. You're in a negative, fearful state, which is why you're actually pushing the the, the business away from yourself, and you have to learn to step back and, and take a break. Sometimes also, you need a little break to kind of reorganize yourself or reshuffle the deck, as I like to say, so you can get ready for your next opportunity. That is also something that happens, and we have to be okay with that
0: as well.
1: Yeah, and I know for me sometimes, and I kind of say this, and it gets into the name of your book, Spiritual, but I know sometimes... When I'm working really hard and it's being blocked, it's supposed, I'm really supposed to be doing something else, you know, it's like, okay, if it's blocked, then, then I'm supposed to be trying something different. And then when I do try something different, then, then maybe things start to flow again. So it it is, um, you know, it's partially me and it's partially me just getting in touch with what spirit wants. So let's kind of get back to the name of your book. Why did you call this spiritual selling? How did that all about, come about?
2: It was funny because as I started writing the book, I didn't have a title. I was just kind of writing with these ideas and these principles of what I was doing. And I was, coming, I was thinking of attracting selling, and I was coming up with all these different ideas. And one day I was just sitting there, and I said, well, really it's, it's really spiritual. Using these energy principles, which are spiritual on some level, it's really spiritual selling. It just kind of rolled off my tongue, and it's kind of an alliterative-type title, and, and that was the title I pitched to the publisher, and they loved it. They just said, oh, this is great. We, we think this is a great idea. It's different, and it's fresh, and it just kind of came to me. So that's, again, one of those things where, in the past, I would have been nervous to say, wow, I'm, I'm going I'm to go to a big publisher and, and use this title, I was, but it just kind of came, and I went with it, and here we go. It just kind of flowed.
1: So tell my audience what you mean by spiritual selling.
2: Well, it's something you know, a lot of people will ask me if it's religious, and I said, no, of course not. It's really about, you know, spiritual, we're all spiritual beings on some level. We are all spiritual. We're all sharing the same energy. So really, it's about understanding that you're selling from a higher position where you're not just selling for personal gain. You're selling from a position to help other people expand as well. And that's kind of—it's a different way of selling. As I said, I learned a very money-based selling, which, of course, I listen and and I understand that part, and we have to realize we're all here to make money and be successful. But this was also selling from a different position, where you were doing something that you knew was helping this person, and it was helping yourself. It was good to help both people at the same time, but also knew that you were going to make sure that you you cultivated a relationship and work with this person differently than just saying, hey, I'm out there to make a sale. It was just really approaching it from a different place.
1: Yeah, and, and that's kind of how I feel when I'm doing mediation. and my, and, and I think of it, maybe a little bit more than just a higher place. I kind of do think of it as like there's. I'm hoping to be divinely guided to help the people that I'm sitting there. If they're in conflict, I want to help them and lead them to a safe shore of of harmony, you know? So that's kind of that whole thing that I just see myself being this harmonizer or being this peacemaker and just kind of helping them that my energy is um, soothing them from their... Intense hostility. <laughs> that's, uh, it's just a different one. I'm not really selling when I'm doing that, but I'm, I'm trying to do the same thing you are, which is just to to work from a level of giving and receiving, which is really a wonderful thing. Because as you give, you you receive back from them. Uh, they pay you, and you give to them all of the, the, the services and goods that are really needed by them. So that's good. Agreed. So when we talk about, let's get back to this energy, and, and I'm totally with you on energy, and, and I really have to watch my own energy before I walk into a room of, of people who are in intense conflict. I have to put up my golden shields. People don't realize how much energy is, um, is really formidable. You know, if you walk, like I had this, uh, this couple yesterday, and I knew they were extremely hostile. And before I went in, I I went and I bought strawberries and I bought all sorts of things to have on the table to kind of set up a, a an ambiance, a welcoming ambiance. <laughs> and um and then I just really watched my energy. I had my my little Asian bell to ring in case things were going to get crazy. Which I showed them what it was all about. And um and the energy shifted extremely from being heavy to where they were adding some levity and laughing. And um, it, it was, I could really feel the shift in energy. And if you think about it, if our audience thinks about it, energy is—is is, speaks louder than words, doesn't it, Joe? Well, everything is energy. What people don't understand is, as you just said, you,
2: you set a different intention and you created different energy so when people entered the room, you already kind of got, you had already made a, a transitional shift for them. What people don't understand is you're, you're around energy swirling around you all day. Every morning when I meditate, I do a shielding meditation because I deal with a lot of people, speak in front of a lot of people, and I don't want to absorb negative energy, and I want to make sure I'm putting out positive energy, and this is all happening all day. So, so what people don't understand, especially in a sales situation, I tell people, whatever you're feeling before you go to, on that appointment, that energy is already going in that, over to that other person, even though you're not even there yet. So if you're feeling nervous, if you're feeling fearful, if you're feeling uh, uneasy, whatever it is, or if you're feeling positive or you feel really good about what you're doing, that energy is going across to those people. And I've seen people say, wow, you know, I really don't think I did a great presentation, but I made that sale. And other people will come out and say, wow, I nailed it and never got that sale. What happened? Well, the energy was different, and that's where the real magic takes place.
1: Right. So people listening might be saying, hey, Joe, uh, you know, how can I change my energy? How can I do that to, to, to do what you're talking about?
2: Well, the first thing for any change is really being aware of what it is that you're feeling and sending out. Your energy is based on your emotion, not your thinking. This is something very important for people to understand is that the energy that they're sending not about positive thinking, because you may be saying, well, I want to be positive, but I'm not feeling positive, or I'm not feeling confident, so therefore, they're actually sending out energy that's not positive. What you want to do is be very aware of how you feel. That is the key to understanding and shifting your energy. One of the exercises that I give clients is, I say to them, you know what you should do? Every night, for a couple of minutes at night, just write down a few things that happened to you during the day that really made you feel something whether it was positive or negative and start writing it down what it does is it helps people become more aware of their emotions and their feelings so they say wow i I was not aware that i was you have no idea Mari, how many people will say to me they have no idea what they're feeling all day and it's, it's an amazing thing but it really is true
1: yeah it's it's that whole thing in mindfulness and i I, this is my year for being mindful. I mean, I, I'm meditating every morning, which is helpful. But I'm also trying to be an observer of myself as yes. I'm doing things. And what you were just talking about, people don't, they're not even aware of their emotions all day. They're just going, you know, from their amygdala brain or something. <laughs> and
2: well, they just, you know, people are just busy and they're running around and going from here to there and getting through the day and then starting over again. They never take a step back like you said to, to be mindful and to actually observe yourself that's very important
1: yeah and it's it's not always easy to do you know because if you you know you have to be watching yourself you have to take that pause before you do something and say wait a minute you know what am i feeling why you know, stop yourself from maybe saying something that will get you into a conflict, you know, something that would be hurtful to somebody or or something that would be flippant or foolish or something, especially when they're doing emails, right? <laughs>
2: well, people are, one of the things that's interesting is I work with people, that people tend to be, a lot of people or as you know, because you deal with people who are very emotional, in an emotional state, I should say. Yeah. People tend to be very reactionary. And one right. of the things that I learned and one of the things that's helped that I hear from clients all the time is, you know, I'm so aware now of what's going on that I realize that I noticed what I would have done and I noticed how I handled this at a higher level of awareness and the results are dramatically different. And I just had this with a client who was involved in a real estate transaction and he said, you know, we were having some problems. It wasn't working out. A few people didn't exactly do what they were supposed to do the way they should have. I know he said in the past I would have yelled and screamed and I would have gotten all upset. It would have caused all kinds of upset and conflict and controversy. He said, I realized I kind of stepped back. I handled it very calmly. I took a step away from it. The deal kind of sat there for a week or two. And all of a sudden, I got a phone call, and it was done. And he said it was so amazing to watch the difference in the way I handled it versus what I would have done before.
1: Right. Like you said, reactionary versus responding, being yeah, reactive said. versus being a responsive person, yeah. yeah very
0: different. Uh,
1: And it does take that that moment of awareness, that does take that mindfulness that I'm really working on this year. This is, uh, like I said, this is my year of of total mindfulness. Now, you talk about the power of chakras in your book, and I'm really excited because I'm going to be very soon taking a course with you on chakras. So why don't you tell my audience a little bit about what chakras are and what is chakra uh, clearing and all that stuff?
2: Well, chakra, the word chakra is a Sanskrit, ancient Indian word that means spiral, and we have energy points in our body that run from the base of your spine to the crown of your head, where we actually hold energy, which is why you will feel things in different parts of your body. You'll feel it in your throat or your chest or your stomach. They're all chakra points. So what's happening is we're holding energy in the chakra system and then sending that energy out to the universe and then attracting things into our lives based on that energy. So that's really the whole premise of the Law of Attraction, which is based on, while I'm sending out energy and I'm receiving energy, it's coming from the inner me, not the mental me, the inner me and what I'm holding. And all that energy is being held in your chakra system. So if you're holding a lot of negativity and upset and old issues and unresolved feelings, then you're sending out, in effect, a lot of disturbed or distorted energy. And then attracting a lot of that same type of energy into your life or people or situations or opportunities that are very difficult or upsetting or stressful or dramatic. And that's why it's happening. And what we what we do in in the energy work and the chakra work is actually identify those blocks and then show people how to clear that energy out. And as they clear that energy, they start sending out different messages and receiving different things. That's the magic of shifting your energy.
1: Right. You know, Joe, I, I do this thing when I'm teaching my negotiations class in conflict management where I have people visualize and kind of feel when they're really angry and, and ask them where they feel it in their body. And, um, for example, for me, I always feel it in my cellar plexus. If I get upset, angry, or fearful, it's always in my cellar plexus. That's where it starts. It feels like maybe a knife or something is churning in there and so then i you know I, I take the time to just focus on just p- sending positive energy in there and just kind of releasing that tightness or releasing that that pain or whatever it is i i know it's there so for me it's always in my solar plexus always you know other people have it you know like in their head or in their shoulders or something like that you know to be mindful of that as well you know is is that pretty much true that most of us feel it wherever we feel it's always in the same chakra
2: it really depends everybody's different you know so they'll, they'll have different feelings the solar plexus is where we hold anger and it's interesting that you would feel it there because that's the place where we hold anger and upset and right. that's, that's the place where people hold it It really depends on each individual Some people feel it in their chest more, like their heart chakra Right, right. So that's a different feeling there. So just it's different feelings that we have. So if, if we have certain circumstances or situations, we would feel different things in different parts of our body. So for you, that's in the solar plexus, which is where, as I said, the anger is stored and the resentment is stored. And that may be something that's happening for you as you get stressed.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's where I, I know it. So I immediately go to to soothe it. You know, I send that energy, that positive, yeah. you know, quartz pink energy to kind of, <laughs> <laughs> or my golden light or whatever. I got all these yeah. colors that I do it. So, so yeah. So, in, how about in the world of sales? Because people are listening and thinking, you know, okay, we're talking about sales now. Um, you know, is it you have to make so many phone calls to be successful or? Wh- Is it like you have to just stay on the phone all day? What about that concept? You know, just pick up the phone, make the cold calls. What is it?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of beliefs about selling, and obviously there there are actions that we take that help us sell more. But I will tell you, from working with thousands of salespeople over the years, there's many different ways to skin a cat. I saw people, I see people who are great networkers. I see people who are great on the phone. I see people who are great cold callers. I see people who are great connectors. So everybody's different, and you want to go to your skills. Whatever your skills are, if you're really good at writing, maybe you're great at sending out emails or using LinkedIn or social media. So there's, no necess- there's not necessarily any one way to do it. It really, you want to go to your strength. I always tell people, go to your strength. What is the area that you're really good in and comfortable in? Make that, good, make that your main way to make contacts and build your business. Because the bottom line is, Really, we notice that most of our business will, will come through making contacts and building relationships. How, wherever you find your, your sweet spot in doing that, that's what you should be doing as much of as you can. So if you say, I love, like for me, I love getting out in front of people and speaking to groups because that's an area that I excel in that area. Other people say, I don't want to do that. I love you know, getting on the phone or going on to blogs or going on to LinkedIn, whatever you love to do, that's where you should focus, and that's where you'll have the most success.
1: Yeah, it's like the name of that book, Do What You Love and the Money Will Follow. Yes, yeah,
2: great. <laughs> I, read, I read that book many years ago. Me <laughs> too, it, I remember. It, 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 very true. <laughs>
1: exactly. So so in terms of, of some, you know, here we are on the campus of the University of California. We have a lot of businesses driving by. So of these people who are in sales, what, what is the best way to start? to attract the right clients for their business?
2: The first thing people, what I teach clients to do is really sit down and write, write down a profile of the type of person you want to do business with. We have a tendency to say, well, I'm looking for this size company with this many employees, with this revenue, which is all fine. But what I like people to do is to go underneath that and say, what kind of people do I want to work with? And it's different because now I'm looking for different traits. I'm looking for... Maybe I'm looking for integrity. I'm looking for somebody who values my work. I'm looking for someone who's respectful. There's different feelings now that I'm getting into instead of just the nuts and bolts of, well, I want a company with 200 or more employees with revenues of $50 million, with this, with that, with the other thing. That's all well and good. There's nothing wrong with that. What, what I like to see people do, because the way you attract is emotional, and if I'm putting out energy and saying, these are the kind of people I want to do business with and that's going to be my focus, you'll start attracting that type of person. It's to me it's much more important to attract the right kind of person because that's gonna lead me down the road to the most success for me.
1: Oh, that's so true. Because you could have the the biggest company that has, you know, the highest number of sales and have a really difficult person to work with and you're miserable.
0: Yeah, that, <laughs> And you I, don't I make the it. sale
1: anyway. So yeah, I mean that's so true. That is so true. So how we have just um, a a couple, two minutes left. So just give me a little hint about how important is a good sales process to build a successful business.
2: I like process because I think it's an important thing for people to have steps. And I don't mean it has to be like written in stone, but I like to go through a process because it helps me do two things. First, it helps me move through my system very smoothly. It also helps me eliminate people who are not interested. So once I get through my steps, step one, and obviously we don't have time to go through the whole process, but when I go through, okay, I've gotten through my process, I'm moving through the steps, I see at this point, this is not working out, I want to move on as quickly as possible, so I'm not wasting time with people who are not really right for me. Very important to identify the right client, qualify the right people, and only spend time and energy on the people who fit the profile that you've built, that is what we want to do. If they don't fit the profile, you move on to the next one, and that's the fastest way to get to where you want to go. What
1: a perfect way to end. That is terrific. Well, Joe, we will have you back again. Thank you for writing Spiritual Selling. uh, How to use the Attractor Sales System to create abundance in your business. That's great. Well, we will have you. Why don't you just give your website, and then it's time to go.
2: Okay, great. They can go to Joe, J-O-E-N-U-N-E. JoeNunz.com, JoeNunz.com, and all my info is there, and my books and everything is on that site.
1: Okay, Joe. Well, I look forward to the program with you, and keep up the wonderful work, and you're just super duper. Thank you a much. Thank you, Thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join me every Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. right here on KUCI and visit our website at conflicthealing.com and write us emails about what's important to you about healing conflict and resolving conflict in your own life. Thank you.
0: It's about trust. Yeah, yeah. It's about faith.